Hello, and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love and also manifestation. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here listening. I appreciate your time, your attention. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to share something with you that I am currently manifesting, which is 100,000 downloads of this podcast by the time that my 100th episode airs in a few weeks. So we're really close. Thank you for listening because by listening, you're helping with this manifestation. And if you do enjoy this episode, you do enjoy this podcast, I would love it and appreciate it so much if you shared it with a friend or on social. Let's get to 100,000 downloads by the 100th episode. I know we can do it. I know we can do it. I want to dive into today's topic, which is a manifestation flowchart of sorts. And so I came up with this list. It's a bit of a checklist to kind of just assess where you are in the journey of manifesting, you know, a particular thing, whether it's a relationship, whether it's more money, whether it's career, whatever that particular thing is that you're feeling called to manifest. I created this as a little bit of a way to check in with yourself and see where am I on this journey and where does my focus need to be, right? In terms of calling this experience or this thing into my life. So there's nine steps. So if you can, if you're in a place where you are able to take notes, then I encourage you to do so because it's kind of a lot to um, keep track of because there's also a couple of sub steps. (laughs) Some of these nine steps. I'm going to try to go through this pretty quickly though. It's pretty straightforward and it's just a way for you, as I said, to really assess where you are on your manifestation journey because it's really easy to kind of fall into this manifestation. It is incredible. It's amazing. And it is magical. However, it's easy to fall into magical thinking of I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. When really everything inside of you is just feeling anxious and stressed. And, you know, you're so worried about money and it's giving you, you know, anxiety and all of that. So it's like, there's that disconnect between what you consciously are calling in, but on a unconscious or subconscious level, there's some resistance and there's some fear there. And so that's normal. However, in order to really manifest easily, right, and more quickly, the more you can align those two things, right, your conscious intention and also your subconscious beliefs and your what's going on in terms of your ego and fear and all of that, the sooner you can reconcile those two things, the sooner your manifestation is going to come through. So I want to help you with that. I want to help myself with that. Everything that I am teaching you or talking about in this season, these are all things that I do and I've done. This is all my personal journey that I'm sharing with you and hopefully it resonates. Okay, so let's dive in. So the first thing, number one, is to ask yourself the question, what do I want? What do I want? And That seems really simple and maybe this is a super easy step for you, but there are also times where it's like, hmm, well, what do I actually want, right? Like you say, well, I want a great relationship. Okay, you know, really think about that. What are the qualities of that relationship? And just to get more clarity on what is the vision, right? You want more money? Okay, why do you want more money? How much more money do you want? What is that going to bring you? Because the thing that we are calling in, that manifestation, it's all about how it makes us feel, right? It's all about what we believe or what we know intuitively. Having that in our life is going to allow us to experience. So I don't want you to like gloss over this question, but really ask yourself, what do I want? So that's the first thing. Second step, number two, 
is to claim that thing. So claim it, claim the thing that you want. Now there's two levels of this. This requires a little bit of explanation. At the first level, this is about setting an intention to have or to experience the thing that you are manifesting. For instance, you know, I choose to have a beautiful, committed life partnership. I choose to live a life of financial abundance and freedom. I choose to live in alignment with my highest good and my true nature and purpose. It's claiming the intention, that understanding that you have the choice, you have the power to decide that this is what you want to experience in your life. That's the first step of just claiming that intention. And if there's any resistance to claiming that intention, then that's where you need to be right now, right? Is an understanding, well, what is this resistance that's coming up? Who does it belong to, right? What are the beliefs that are causing me to not want to claim this thing that I know in my heart that I want? I'm a little bit jumping ahead to step three, but the first level of this claiming it step is to set that intention. Once you're able to do that, then the second level of claiming it is to claim your manifestation in the first person present tense, as if it is already here, as if you already have it. So you're not just choosing to live a life of financial abundance and freedom, but you are claiming, I am financially abundant and free. I am loved and loving in a beautiful, committed partnership. And this is a more advanced step, right? Because if you're claiming things and you're making these I am statements and on the inside, you're going, that's delusional. I can't say that I have this partnership. I don't have a partnership. I don't even, you know, have a date, right? Or I can't claim having financial freedom when, you know, I have debt and I don't even know how I'm going to get out of it. So all of that, all of those thoughts, all of that resistance to claiming it, that's all information for you, right? That's all information to start to unpack. So Step two is to claim it. The first level of that is to set the intention to have, to experience the thing that you want to manifest. And the second step is to claim it in the first person. Okay. So now we go on to number three, and this is where you're really inquiring like, okay, what is the resistance that came up for me? Again, is the resistance to setting the intention? Because if you have resistance to setting the intention, that is the first place you want to start, right? You want to really start to tap into your power of choice and really start to just start to get very curious about, okay, where is that resistance that's coming up here? And then once you feel comfortable setting the intention, then it's about asking yourself, okay, do I have what's coming up when I claim it as something that I already have? It's already in my experience, even if it may not be in my actual physical current circumstances, right? So this is a big one because it's just really, we have so much overwhelming feedback, right? To confirm things as they are. So when you are calling in something drastically different, there is naturally going to be resistance there. That's the juicy stuff. That's what you want to get into. That's what you want to start to unpack, right? Is that resistance. And, you know, just asking yourself, like, are you willing to release the resistance? Are you willing to step into that knowing, into that intention, into that claiming, even though it feels scary, right? Okay. So that's step three. Step four is to start to get curious about 
the resistance, right? If you have it, if you don't have the resistance. So if your answer to number three is no, there's no resistance. I feel, you know, amazing when I claim it. it feels real. It feels true. I'm connected to it. Then amazing. Congratulations. And then that likely means that your manifestation is going to happen very quickly. And there, you know, some things still take time, right? Like you can't just. It's not like we snap our fingers and voila, it's there like a genie in a bottle. We still live in a physical universe with laws and things, you know, take some time, but they don't have to take a lot of time, (laughs) right? If there's no resistance, awesome. Now, if there is resistance, then the next question brings us to number four, which is, you know, to get curious about that resistance, how do those thoughts in your head convince you? How do they talk you out of claiming? How do they talk you out of believing what it is that you want is already yours and that it is yours to claim? And then to ask yourself, where does it live in your body? So where does that feeling of that resistance, of that fear, that anxiety, that worry, where does that live in your body? And for me, I know that all resistance, fear, anxiety, all shows up in my chest and my heart center, heart chakra. That's like where it speaks to me. And so when I feel that feeling, any type of anxiety, actually forget about the label for a moment of the emotion. When I physically feel in my body and my chest, you know, a tightness or a discomfort or heaviness, that is a sign to me that there's, oh, there's something going on here that I need to bring my attention to, which brings me to number five. So that is releasing the resistance. This is going to look different for different people. I am at a place now in my personal spiritual journey and practice where I have a process of releasing the resistance, which is really about, you know, sitting in that present moment, sitting in the present awareness, allowing myself to feel that feeling and feel that discomfort, but also to breathe through it, breathe through it, to silence the mind, silence the thoughts, and just let myself breathe until I can feel physically feel all of that stuck, heavy energy leaving my body. And for me, it happens through very deep exhales. And when I've released something or I'm in the process of releasing something, I might be walking around taking really deep exhales for days as it's coming out more and more and more and more. So for me, this is not, you know, for things that are less triggering or not triggering at all, then there is no resistance, right? And those things come through easy. But for the things that are bigger, then this is a little bit of a longer process for me. And it's almost feels like I'm my own energy worker because I feel that energy and I understand that I have the power to release it. So If you haven't experienced something like that yet, or you haven't done any type of work that has allowed you to tap in and start to release some of that stuck energy, I really encourage you to do it. And there are lots of ways to do it. I mean, I'm a sound healer. I do sound baths. I actually facilitated a sound bath this past weekend, which was really cool for me too, because even me, as I'm playing the bowls, I can feel all of this energy shifting in my body. And I found myself playing my crystal bowls and just exhaling and exhaling, all of this was coming out. So, you know, I think there's always every level that you go to in your life, there's always a new level of resistance or fear or story or belief that needs to be confronted, right? And so I've embraced this process (laughs) and I love it. I love when I feel it because I'm like, oh, I'm aware of it. So now I know what to do about it. So getting to that place within yourself is something that's so, so, so important. So that's number five. And then we move on to number six. And this is to ask yourself, do you have resistance 
to releasing your resistance, <laughs> right? So step five was to release that resistance to figure out, okay, because now you, you've asked yourself in step four, where does it live in my body? What is the stories that my mind is telling me? What are the thoughts that are allowing me to stay in this place of resistance? So now if you are finding that it's difficult for you to release the resistance and maybe even difficult to attempt to release the resistance, then number six, this question is for you. Is there resistance to releasing your resistance? <laughs> and if no, the answer is no. I'm committed to releasing this resistance. Like I'm setting an intention to release the resistance, right? Like that's, I'm excited. I'm claiming releasing the existence. Awesome. And you can kind of chill out till number eight if you're in the no category. If you're in the yes category, then this is a question and a time to ask yourself, well, okay, am I willing, right? Am I willing to move through that discomfort? And that takes us to number seven. And this is all about activating your will. Okay. So just as in number two, I walked you through claiming that manifestation, claiming the intention, claiming it as your, as something that you already have. And this is again, going back to this claiming to this deciding to this decision. This is activating your power, right? This is in manifestation. You have to step into being causal in your life, right? There's a spiritual teacher named Melinda Havgard who I follow and I listen to her rooms on Clubhouse. She has a club called the Red Circle Club. And she always talks about this. She talks about being causal in your life and the importance of that. The book, The Kybalion, which I think I've talked about on this podcast before, but The Kybalion is a book that lays out the seven foundational principles, spiritual principles of the universe, right? And among them is cause and effect and the truth, the reality that every effect has a cause right? Like nothing just happens. Like when we say, oh, you know, everything happens for a reason, that is actually true. Like you may not know the reason because there are many different planes of causation, but everything happens for a reason, right? And so a rock rolls down a hill. There's a reason that happened, right? There's geology, there's atmospheric conditions, there's all sorts of things that are really affecting everything in our lives. So this is about activating your own will by deciding to be the cause of the effects in your own life. So you really have to, this is a powerful, powerful place to step into. And once you do, then this now, when you're like, okay, I'm going to activate my will by deciding, right, to be the cause, right, to be causal in my life. And then you start the process over of claiming. So if you feel that resistance to releasing your resistance, this is your chance to say, I feel the resistance, but I don't care. <laughs> in spite of that resistance, I'm still going to activate my will and I'm going to decide to claim this anyway. And then you go back to number two, claim it, set the intention, set the intention to release the resistance. Because if this is where you are right now, that's okay. Don't try to skip over it, right? See what this resistance is here to show you and to teach you. Know that you can always move past it. You have the power. Who you truly are is actually far more powerful than any fear, than any anxiety, than any ego. You know, in the last episode, I talked about ego, the role of ego and manifestation and the high ego of, you know, my shit don't stink and the low ego of I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world and everything in between that has to do with you basing your worthiness on things that are outside of yourself, right? How you perceived, what you're 
results are in your life. So those are all going to affect your manifestation. So this is understanding where you are on that journey and deciding and understanding that you have the power to decide, okay, I get to change this, right? I get to choose the life that I live. And so I would just, if you're again in that place of resistance, just repeat this whole process, right? Claim it. Is the resistance to claiming it, right? How does that resistance convince you? Where does it live in your body? And release, release, and just do it until you can actually get to this place where there is no more resistance to releasing the resistance. Okay. And now we come to number eight. So for those of you who have no resistance to releasing your resistance, this is where you go next, which is to now your work is to maintain your higher vibration consciousness and receive and allow yourself to receive. So when I talk about the higher vibration consciousness, this is a state of gratitude, of presence, of will, right? Or that of that will, just remembering, I get to choose this. I get to choose to be grateful. I get to choose to be present, right? I get to choose joy. I get to choose love. And that is how you stay in a place where now that you have set these manifestations in motion, right, with your decision by claiming it, by being this cause in your life, this is now how you stay in a place where you can now receive it. A couple of episodes, I talked about gifts that the universe sends us to deliver our manifestations, right? So when you are in this higher vibration consciousness, that's when you're able to tap into your intuition and hear what it's trying to tell you, right? That's where you can recognize those serendipities. That's where you have those epiphanies. And that's where your luck gets activated because you're in that higher vibration consciousness. And this is really the work. I mean, I'd say that for me, this is really where I focus most of my energy and my attention these days. And, you know, I do this through a lot of self-care. I do this through daily meditation and journaling. I do this through reading books and listening to teachers who remind me of who I really am and of the power that I have within me. And in the world that we live in, where we have so much distraction and we have so many people coming at us and so much information coming at us. And, you know, in this particular time here in July of 2022, when I'm recording this, we live in a world where we're in a pandemic, you know, inflation is on the rise, there's war, there's poverty, there's inequality, there's politicians trying to strip us of our basic bodily integrity and like all of these things that are happening that are intense, right? And so with all of that coming at us, it really takes resolve. It really takes your will. It really takes a decision to say, I'm going to rise above all of that dark, heavy, low vibration energy and thought that is being constantly you know, thrown at me because I know that I actually need to maintain a higher vibration, a higher consciousness, which doesn't mean you live in denial, right? You know what's happening in the world. I know what's happening in the world, but I also know that I do not serve myself and I do not serve the world by allowing myself to get dragged down into it. There's a very famous Albert Einstein quote, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. No problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. So when you think about that in the, in the context of manifestation, it helps to understand why your vibration is necessary. So when we see the effects of things in our lives and in our world that all have causes, they have causes, right? The fact that we have so much division in the world and we have so much violence and oppression and all these things in the world, this is all the effect of a certain level of consciousness, right? That has produced this situation, these circumstances. 
we can't stay in that same level of consciousness of like, oh my God, this is so terrible. And I have to fight against these circumstances and I have to do everything here in 3D in the circumstances that I do not want. We have to be willing to raise above those circumstances so we can have the perspective to see the truth of what's really going on. So we have the perspective to see our inherent power to affect what's going on in our own lives. And by doing that, we affect the world, right? We are all here to evolve together. Like we are all in this human family together. We are all in this human experience together. And by maintaining that higher vibration consciousness, you not only elevate yourself, but you elevate others. So this is really, really, every step is so important, but we can't forget this. We can't just say, and this is another reason why historically I've been a bit down when I see people leaning really heavily into affirmations or vision boards. I mean, I've created vision boards. I love vision boards. I love affirmations, but I love now the affirmations that come up within me. They arise from a place of my conscious awareness. It's not me trying to convince myself of something, just using my mind when all everything inside of me is going, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. By maintaining that higher level of consciousness, all of that resistance and that fear that says, no, that's not true. That's not true. That goes away. That becomes quiet because you get it. You see, you're like, oh, and I am constantly amazed by how it's like every day I have a new aha. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like, this is, I mean, I know how it's possible because it's infinite levels. That's why, right? And I love it. And it's exciting to me that I get to continue to have ahas. I get to continue to have more and more expansion. And that's really how I see it. It's like every time you have a breakthrough, you expand your ability to receive a little bit more. And that's just so powerful. That's step number eight is super, super important. So really becoming like a anthropologist or detective in your own life, within your own self. This is all about self-awareness. Self-awareness is key. And so once you are starting to really tap into that presence, using your self-awareness, then you get to be really strategic about, okay, what are the things that I need to do? What works for me to maintain that higher vibration consciousness? And I want to say one quick word about meditation, because I remember the first time I ever, this is a vivid memory. The first time I ever sat down and tried to meditate, this was many years ago, probably around 2006, 2007, somewhere around there. And I remember I set a timer on my phone for 10 minutes and I sat down in my bedroom and I was like, okay, here we go. And I closed my eyes and I set out to quote meditate, which at the time I thought meant just like clearing my mind and just forcing myself not to think of anything, which is impossible. And it was excruciating. And I was like, and I I remember sitting there with my eyes closed and I was like, okay, you can do this. You can do this. And I couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, okay, this is, it's only 10 minutes. I've got to be close to 10 minutes. So I'm just going to open my eyes and look. And I remember looking at my timer and it was like a minute and 30 something seconds had passed. Like, and I just decided at that moment, I was like, this is impossible. It wasn't that I didn't believe in the power of meditation, but I just felt like, I can't do this. The amount of work it would have to take for me to do this and effectively just, it just felt like torture. So I gave up a meditation for a long time and I would only ever really meditate if I was in a guided meditation situation, like in, you know, a yoga class or the spiritual center, Agape International here in LA that I used to go to. And I would go to the meditation service and I loved it, but I couldn't do it on my own. 
through time and through years, I finally <laughs> I have such a greater understanding of meditation and I understand the point is not you sit there and go, don't think, don't think, don't think, right? The point is that you sit there and you start to practice bringing your awareness to yourself, to your body, to your energy field. And by doing that, the more practice you get at doing that, then your mind does quiet. Because your focus is now not on, you know, your thoughts that are going on a loop in your head. Your focus is now on your inner being. And that is an incredible feeling. And now that I'm able to access that inner being and that inner space within myself, as Eckhart Tolle calls it, and probably lots of other people, now I love meditating. Now it's like my favorite thing to do. Now I'm like, oh, I've got a few minutes. Let me just sit here and just sit with my present awareness. So I just give that as a little testimony to those of you who might be listening and going like, oh, I've tried meditation and I just can't do it. It's really hard for me. Just know that it is a practice and it is something that you can get better at. And when you do, it drastically improves the quality of your life. So just have to give that huge plug for meditation. Okay. And then the final step. So that was step number eight is, you know, maintaining that higher vibration consciousness, right? Allowing yourself to receive because that's where you are the most receptive when you're in that place. And then step nine is to repeat. It is just to repeat. So you just start it all over again you know, okay, well, what do I want, right? What do I want now? Because these things change, right? So what do I want now? Claim it and et cetera, just keep going through and through. So that is the manifestation flow chart that I created. And I hope that that has been helpful to you. I hope it makes sense to you. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening, I do encourage you to go back through the episode and do so. I think I kept it to half an hour and um, yeah, and happy manifesting. So as you know, the season is continuing. We are really close to our 100th episode. And I thank all of you for listening, taking some time to listen today. And a special, special shout out to those of you who rated the podcast, review the podcast. Love those five-star reviews. Thank you so very much. And again, if you do find this valuable, please share it with a friend. I'll be back next week with a new episode that's all about manifesting love. Yes, manifesting love. So we're specifically going to talk about that. I also want to let you all know that I am taking on some coaching clients. And it's the first time I've done this. It's the first time I've taken on new clients for about a year and a half. And if you are interested in becoming one of those clients, I still have a few spots open for coaching. So reach out to me. You can go to my website and you can book a free session with me, or you can reach out to me on social. I'm Dear Franny on Instagram and Twitter and also Clubhouse. So shoot me a message if you want to learn more. And um I am specifically, you know, most of my coaching clients historically have been love coaching clients, meaning they are people who are single, who want to get into healthy relationships, but I've expanded that. And so for years, people have been asking me if I work with couples and I've said no, but I now am accepting couples. You're on the same page in terms of really being committed to coaching and strengthening your relationship, then I want to work with you. And if you don't, if love is not your focus and maybe money is your focus or career or business, then I want to work with you. So I want to help you to manifest more. And um, if that sounds good to you, reach out. Okay. That's all for now, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful night and uh, talk to you soon. Goodbye.